Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is podcast episode 120. Charity, what's in it for you? Before we uh, get started on this topic, uh, I just want to thank you for making this uh, podcast such a popular podcast. Uh, you know, we we grow organically. So that means we really don't do a lot of marketing or anything like that. Uh, we grow through people telling other people uh, because, well, uh, the work... Uh, the work that we do on the podcasts and then uh, other things that, that I do uh, help you out with uh, through exponential intelligence actually really works. You actually see the benefits uh, in your life, hence you tell other people. So thank you for that. Uh, hopefully we'll do something special in return for you, maybe a free event or something like that that we can all share. Um, even to spread the word even more. So uh, again, thank you. There's a lot of good events coming up. If you haven't tried the 21 days yet, highly recommend that as well. Uh, one of the cornerstones of what EI, how you can uh, um, uh, bring in the concepts, the teachings, the learnings of EI to benefit you uh, at even a faster rate. Okay, so if, uh, again, if you haven't taken a look at the 21 day program, uh, it's on the website, masajani.com. Uh, and while you're there, Take a look at some of the events uh, as well. <clears throat> so here we go. Uh, Charity, what's in it for you? Uh, and the reason why I wanted to do this topic uh, is because, you know, a lot of times, well, the school shootings, you know, now they're raising, now they're raising, uh, for example, uh, donations for the families involved. Somebody gets ill, somebody gets cancer. You know, we raise donations uh, uh, and help those families out. You know, uh, I donated a good sum of money to uh, some of the individuals that their houses burned down uh, in the fire uh, in in California. Uh, and then recently I went to Skid Row uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, quite revealing for me. Uh, and I was thinking about the process on what EI would think about charity. Because all those things, again, I'm not saying any, any of those things are wrong. Uh, however, uh, EI might have a little twist to it. Now, you know, in the past, or in religions, you know, they talk about tithing. You know, they talk about, you know, giving 10%. Right? If you give 10%. Um, uh, but there's something distorted about that. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Uh, first, let's talk about uh, why people or how 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 people try to help the needy now, uh, and then what's wrong with it. Okay, uh, and then I'm get I'm going to get into say the EI's definition on how to help people uh, the proper way, so it benefits not only those who uh, you're helping, but then it also benefits you the proper way. Okay. So, uh, in standard terms, or in religion, the way we're taught in religion, right? Uh, we talk about tithing. We talk about donating 10%. Uh, we talk about giving of ourselves, right? We're talking about helping other individuals uh, and forgetting about ourselves. Um, we talk about that uh, we shouldn't be greedy, right? We should give others first. Uh, we talk about, well, forgetting about our lives, Right, and taking care of 
others who are in need and then you uh, will be taken care of all those scenarios and probably much more uh, are all wrong uh, and I'm not and I'm not coming in from a cold-hearted space Okay. Uh, and I'm not saying you should donate, not donate, uh, and uh, and I'm not saying that uh, you shouldn't help other individuals. Okay. Uh, so please don't go out and go, oh, Moss, I heard Moss's podcast, and then he told me not to help people. Uh, no, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Uh, but what I am saying is that the way most individuals do it uh, does not benefit the individual receiving uh, your help, uh, and it do not uh, it doesn't benefit you either. Okay, for example, in in many religions, <coughs> uh, they talk about you know if you give ten percent uh, of say your money that you make, uh, you'll get tenfold back. Right, uh, and people give ten percent. I've given a lot more, uh, and I didn't get tenfold back in the past. Why is that? I'm sure you guys have done the same. You've gone helped somebody, right? Uh, and then you got nothing to show for it. Uh, and then that person that you helped uh, bitches and complains even more. Why is that? Okay. Uh, if this wasn't a physics problem, right, spiritual physics, uh, if you did X, like they said, then why should happen? But w why is why the variable not happening? Why aren't you getting tenfold back? Why aren't you getting, say, uh, the heartfelt thank you? Why aren't you, uh, why isn't uh, other areas of your life benefiting? Uh, so in religion, uh, the way that concept came out it is true, but most individuals aren't at a realized level to use that in a proper, uh, in proper form. Okay? The concept, uh, I totally agree with. If you give, say, 10%, uh, you probably get tenfold or more if done properly, uh, and that's the key, done properly. And so this podcast is on showing you how to do it properly, so you get the benefit back, not only for you, but then it helps those other individuals. Okay? Let me give you a grand case, and then we'll move on. Uh, Mother Teresa, again, beautiful woman. She helped millions through money, by the way, uh, although she was very poor, or she lived very poor, as an example. Okay? Uh, and that, that worked for her, right? Uh, however, her 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 company, her charity, uh, went through millions and millions of dollars uh, to help those in need. So money was a key factor. Although, uh, again, uh, she was uh, she lived in poor status to help the poor. Uh, and and then you might ask, well, what's wrong with that? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But just tapping into her after she passed away. And again, a beautiful woman, beautiful charity, right? not knocking her down. However, uh, tapping into her, kind of reading her, reading her spirit, okay? um, 
the main reason why she did that right, uh, is that in her religion, her concept, her idea of looking, of looking good to God or worth it to God, because she comes from a, pro, uh, she comes from a pattern of not feeling good enough. no matter what she does. So she figured, well, if I spent my whole life, and again, millions benefited, which is great, uh, if I spent my whole life helping as many people as I can, uh, I'm going to look brilliant in the eyes of God, or pure source, whatever you want to call it. Uh, however, tapping into her, like I said, after she passed away, she was still not feeling good enough. Uh, that's the that's the situation. That's the rub. Although you think she did fantastic, uh, you know, helping millions, and she did. Right? But why doesn't she feel good enough? Right? If you don't believe me, there are millions uh, of examples today. Look at uh, a, a good number of you. Right? You do your best. You're outstanding in whatever you do. Uh, you make really good income. In fact, there was a, 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 an individual that I worked on. Uh, $100 million a year. Guys, $100 million a year. You think you'd feel successful. You think you'd be happy. Then he wanted to make more. Because he didn't feel good enough. So when is it enough? Yeah. And that's a real-life physical example, not a beautiful woman uh, being charitable to uh, individuals. Right? This pattern runs throughout. Right? People who give of themselves in relationships, you give and give and give. Right? That's charity as well. Or you help people. And what do you get back? Right? Uh, you get demoralized. You, they... Uh, they don't thank. There's no thanks. Uh, you, you wear down. Right? You you get uh, say every drop uh, of your blood sucked out of you. There's a lot of people that are like this, especially in certain religion, uh, Catholic religion. Right? You never feel good enough. You never are. Uh, well, you're born in sin. You live in sin. Uh, you're not good enough to meet your Maker. You die in sin. You're just not good enough, no matter how good you do. A lot of you have been raised that way. Uh, so no matter what you do, and that's why, and the reason why I bring all this up okay, is that the reason why most of us help individuals because we're trying to fill a need, a component within ourselves that's not satisfactorily for us, it's not complete, and we think if it is, we fulfill some other person's need, it'll remove the guilt, it'll remove the shame, it'll remove whatever is distorting us, and it'll make us complete. Fortunately, it doesn't help. Okay? The more you give, the more you need to give, and it works. Uh, and it's the same coin, just the opposite. Those individuals that you're giving to 
those individuals that you're giving to, you'll see that they need more and more and more. Uh, I was at a food shelf, um, not a food shelf, but they where they package foods, you know, for people, uh, you know, and then they and they ship them out. Um, and they were sending out uh, about a hundred thousand say meals or boxes, okay, and their goal next year was to send out you know one hundred fifty thousand boxes. Okay. And I'm thinking, you know, that's really kind, that's really nice. Uh, however, why don't we do it even better? You know, although, uh, again, I was just thinking, planning. The real way to help those individuals is, yes, we can support them now. But then, how about if we give them the teachings, the wherewithal, right, for them to help themselves? Because that's where real honor that's where real dignity comes through. When people can help support themselves, nobody really cares for a handout. Okay. Uh, although, you know, when you're in dire situations, yes, uh, they'll take it. Uh, but there's a demeaning quality uh, when you're giving something to people. Uh, and I'll share you my story, uh, my, skid, uh, my skid row story uh, coming up. So there's that sense of honor that gets lost. And it's not just the dignity of human form. Uh, it's that sense of honor of uh, spirit form. Because our spirit, uh, again, gets, say, darkened even more. Okay. So imagine imagine it this way. Uh, you are of, say, great, uh, great honor at spirit level. Right? You're totally complete. You're totally uh, one. Uh, and then you feel demoralized. And that's what this feels like. Uh, well, say example, a clear example, I guess, is like you know when you get older, uh, you're, uh, you know, you're perfectly capable of doing everything, right? In your younger days, and as you age, this is what actually bothers my father. You know, he's capable, self-sufficient, uh, very independent, and now as he's aging, yeah, he needs a little help going up the steps or you know, you know little things like that and it really bothers him that he has to depend on somebody else and it kind of he feels demoralized so uh, and a great individual by the way beautiful man uh, so very similar uh, at the deeper levels of need You know, the, 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 I want to talk about the Skid Row revelation that I had. And Skid Row is, is a section of town in L.A. Uh, where the homeless exists. Now, there's two levels of homelessness in Skid Row. And by the way, it's not just in L.A. The sad thing, uh, and, I'm gonna, and I'll go through the, uh, my experiences in Skid Row. Uh, the sad thing is that it, it exists in a lot of cities in the U.S., it's not a third world country. You know, you're not flying out to a third world country. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe the havoc. I can't believe that these people live in their tents uh, with no running, uh, no running water, no, you know, no bathrooms, no showers. Can't believe these people are living out of their cars. 
that's their home that's their entire life is in their cars and their cars are broken down the cars don't move uh, but that's their uh, that's their home uh, the second level is that uh, old buildings warehouse buildings turned into say small you know bedrooms with multiple individuals living in a bedroom okay? uh, so as I drove through Skid Row you know I was really really scared you know I go oh my god I hope you know look at all these people they didn't even look like people to me at first you know because we're you know we're such a different uh, in a, you know in a different space you know it's like you can't even fathom it's like oh wow you know, are, th are those real people? You look at them like, you know, you're walking into a zoo and looking, uh, you know, at animals. Uh, and I'm a actually very embarrassed to say that. Right? However, how many of you uh, would, say, see the same thing uh, and feel the same way? And that's why I bring it out, because I know there's a lot. Uh, in fact, there's so many individuals uh, with the same thought process that you know they they just shun that aspect of humanity out of their their life that's what this uh, that's what the government does to these people uh it's like wow we'll just push them aside uh and hopefully they'll disappear or die off right uh, unfortunately that system or that thought process of them dying off doesn't work uh you know, they've been homeless since what uh i know uh you know from the 30s um, after the crash, there's a lot of homeless. They still exist. I'm sure there was homeless even before, right? Uh, in other countries, you know, the UK and so on. So, uh, again, that system of shunning them away doesn't work. So, I'm going to give you uh, my experience through Skid Row just to help you out uh, why it's needed, why proper donations, uh, why proper charity is needed okay, to benefit not only uh, the people in need it benefits us and then also it eliminates the problem okay this is through EI so as I was driving through like I said I was really scared as we walked out uh, walked out of the car you know I held uh, um, my partner Faye uh, closer because you know I thought somebody would be somebody would attack them and I'm sure that stuff kind of happens uh, you know uh, but you know it happens in uh, you know, suburban areas as well, wealthy neighborhoods. In fact, I left my car, a wealthy neighborhood. My windows got broken into. So, uh, so it happens everywhere. But this, uh, again, you know, hypersensitive, more aware of my surroundings. <clears throat> but as I walked through, you know, I started looking into the eyes of, uh, of these individuals. I started looking at the, uh, you know, these people. And they were really, really kind people. You know, and, and you know, most of us think, well, they're lazy. Right? Uh, if they just did something, right? Uh, they're trying to get a free paycheck. Uh, they're trying to get out of work, and I'm sure there's people like that, you know. But there's people like that in normal, uh, in say the mainstream, or even you know at the higher levels as well. So, uh, so they're not any different. Uh, and as I walk through, you know, I started to realize, wow, these are just individuals who had a bad rap. These guys actually did want to work, you know, but for some reason or another, there was a there was a teacher, there was a professor there. Uh, the school got closed down. Um, there was like um, other well-educated individuals 
again, for some reason or another, uh, they were they found themselves homeless. Okay, so it wasn't just about uneducated individuals. Uh, again, that's another thing that we think of, although there's those as well. Okay? Um, so I was walking through, uh, and you know, it's really sad that the government. Um, what happens is that, uh, and this is another distortion or corruption uh, of the government or uh, or whoever. Uh, what happens is, say, the government allots, you know, a uh, million dollars uh, to help the homeless. Okay, they have committee members. They'll sketch out a plan to help the homeless, whatever it might be, uh, and then those individuals, those members. Okay, and uh, and again, I'm not. This is just out of my uh, connecting to EI. I'm not saying it's it actually happens. Well, I'm sure somebody can do some research on it. Okay, I'm not pointing fingers or anything like that, uh, but I assume this is what happens. Okay. Um, anyway, those those members, whoever, it's like, hey, let's do this. Let's create a plan, uh, and what we'll do, and then they charge you the you know, the budget, exorbitant salaries. And then by the time it gets to the project to roll it out, it's like, well, you know, there's not enough money, so they can the project. Okay? They get more money. Uh, and then although they won't do anything with that project, they'll create another project. Again, so the money that is allotted to them never gets to them. Okay? In fact, uh, they had to fight about a year and a half to uh, to get a few bathrooms uh a few bathrooms and showers. Uh, uh, which is uh, which is really sad again because how much cause can bathrooms and showers really cost is for spending a billion dollars a day on war. Right? And why isn't it getting to that those individuals? Right? We'll talk about more about why that happens. But as we got through, uh, there was this clinic that I was doing a meditation on, um, and these were like drug over uh, overdose drugs. Uh, so people would uh, use drugs uh, and then other uh, other situations similar to that. So they were kind of like heavy, uh, I guess, homeless individuals. Uh, and as they walked in, first the director, his name was Fred. Uh, the director was really impressed that the number of people shown showed up. Almost all of them showing up, and he's like, "Wow, they've never done that before." Especially with, uh, you know, they read the pamphlet, uh, and it, although it, it told them what I did, it wasn't anything, um, you know, material, right? Uh, again, just like any of our other events. Uh, and then, why did they show up? Because their spirits were awakened. Uh, as I worked on them, uh, at first I started talking about the concepts and theories of EI. Uh, obviously, that didn't work. I just went uh, over their head. Uh, so I just started working on them. And it was amazing how fast they changed. I was actually really impressed. They got it. They got the concepts of EI uh, a lot better than some of the, say, normal clients I had. The reason being is the normal clients have ego you know their their insecurities okay, uh, that they hold on to that do you no good. These guys, they were they're broken down so far down. There was no ego. It's like they just absorb it. 
they just absorb the nutrition that they're looking for the eyes you know the eyes they sparkled at first every everybody was scared there was one confident individual he came up uh, and people just like saw the changes uh, almost immediately you know as I started working on this man um, you know his his back problem disappeared his heels you know, the peel pain in his heels, his headache just disappeared. He felt so good and 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 enlightened. You know, I read him about you know the child abuse that he went through and all. You know, helped clear all that out, and he feels he felt so relieved. So all the people like started showing, you know, getting in line. Um, and it was so it was so transformative for them. Well, those you know a free process uh, for them. Uh, we donated our time. Uh, th this one gentleman, he only had five dollars in his wallet. He he kept wanting to give it to us uh, as a as a sign of appreciation. Now you think, wow, five dollars isn't a lot. Uh, five dollars is a hell of a lot of money if that's the only thing you have in your life. So, uh, so again, very very kind. One of the kindest individuals uh, I saw as a group uh, at that homeless shelter. Okay. So it really made me think, uh, and that's why we're doing this podcast, is, 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 is why does homeless exist? Uh, and they exist. Yeah, the reason why the homeless exist is because if you look at it, it's humanity's distortion of itself. It's humanity's darkness of itself. Uh, if you think of it this way, uh, you have an individual like you, right? What do you do? Uh, you've got darkness, you've got distortion, you've got illness, whatever. Those things that you hate about yourself that you don't like, what do you do? You try to hide them, you try to put them away, try to push them aside. Okay? So that's on an individual basis. In a family dynamics, what do you do? You do the same thing, again, in a group. Right, uh, you do it group-wise. You hide the distortions of the family, and uh, and then you go into say uh, a bigger, a larger group, and you do the same thing. And then you do it, you know, country country-wise. You hide the distortion so you country looks better. Right, you get to the point that you get it at a humanity scale or humans scale worldwide. You try to get rid or let go or push away the darkness distortions that you don't want to deal with. So those are the shadows. So the homeless, okay, the needy, uh, the wretched, uh, the poor, those individuals are a representation of the darkness that exists in each and every one of us. And that's why they exist. And that is the exact reason why no matter how much you donate to them, no matter, even if the government was, say, honest, they got all the money that they could, you always perpetuate homelessness in this situation or you always perpetuate the need for donating more and more and more. Okay? The reason why is that the rest of society, the rest of humanity, okay, still holds on to this darkness, this insidious uh, wretchedness okay, that just oozes out 
deep inside us and and there the representation okay? and what do we do it's like everything else we hide all the darkness right our shortcomings what do we do with the homeless and the needy and so on we push them away uh, put them somewhere uh, it's almost like they have leprosy and they don't right so again when you look at the homeless when you look at the needy um, you're seeing the darkness that lives and that exists in humanity that exists exactly in you right? one of the best ways we'll talk about how to do it right now is that one uh, when you help the homeless when you look at the homeless you're not giving them or aiding say you give them you know $10 yeah, that's a minimal amount but whatever it is I'm the amount doesn't matter give them $10 okay? one you do not look at them feel like you're higher you're better than they are okay? you look at them as a human not as I'm a uh, I'm a successful individual with a thousand dollar suit here you know here's a $10 bill okay? That's how most individuals do it. Uh, and then some individuals, you know, they do it. It's like, oh, you know, I feel really, really bad about my life. I'm going to go help somebody because it makes me feel better. Okay? So, you know, those are the extremes. Uh, and then there's people in between. Um, and I'm not saying there's people who actually do that are, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm sure there's people who are doing it the right way. Okay? So, just want to get that out. So when we help the needy it does make a difference right? even if we think you know the needy situation is say helpless right? if we do it in the proper way as we purify ourselves clean ourselves up right? so say just think of this we're pure right? we've ascended to a higher level and then we donate the ten dollars just like the last example Okay. What we're transferring now okay, is not the distortions that live in us. Because again, we're clearer, we're brighter. Right? And let me just put a number to this. Okay. Say we were level 2 or 3 uh, out of 10. Okay, or level 2 or 3. Now we through EI or any other way. Again, EI being the fastest exponential intelligence, we've ascended to a level 7 or 8. Okay? We've got less distortions. We've got less darkness. We've got less wretchedness brewing in us. Right? What do we do? We go and donate that $10. Okay? Since we're at a higher level through osmosis, okay, through transformation, transference, when we're giving that $10 or any amount, food, shelter, clothing, whatever it might be, that individual, when you're coming up from that high level, you're not only giving them the need that they need right here, right now to survive and support themselves and their family, but what you're doing is setting a spark of brilliance, helping them remember who they are. They're the exact spirit that awakened 
spirit if if they were awakened they'd be um, again they'd ha they'd have the same opportunities just like in religion uh they say that every human is created equal with the same opportunities they're not talking about the human level they're talking at spirit level okay so when you donate that ten dollars that spark gets ignited in them and then they create brilliance they get to let go of the darkness that lives in them let's take it the other way how most individuals corporations governments and so on do it and governments are a little different uh, because usually they help people to seduce them or uh, oppress them so they can use them later on so we're not going to talk about that uh, but corporations uh, and so on individuals okay uh, what they do is that say f say for example they're a level three or four whatever okay? uh, anything five or below let's just put it that way out of ten right they've got a lot of distortions right they're incomplete themselves uh, and then what happens is that why they're giving their money and again it might be tax excuses or it makes them feel good or they think of well if I give 10% away I'm gonna get you know tenfold back whatever the reason so again those are all incomplete reasons right so basically what they're doing is giving out away incompleteness to make themselves complete so what happens is that they give say that ten dollars to that individual what they're doing is that they're pulling out of that needy, that individual that they're giving, right? they're pulling their frequencies to make themselves complete, even if it's just for a short time or for a second. Right? You know, you can somebody, you feel good. Um, higher individuals, they feel good in a different perspective and you uh, and the only way I can explain it is is or help you see it is get to that higher level and you donate and you'll see what I mean I explain I can't explain it any other way um, but coming back to this example the distortions because you need that completeness what you're doing is like you're trading the ten dollars now and you're taking away what they even don't have So you're giving them actually less at spirit level because you're basically climbing on them to make you feel better about yourself. Hence, that's why the needy keep getting more. Uh, by the way, that's why drugs, drug abuse, addictions, that's why cancers, so on like that, uh, get more and more year after year. Uh, so this is all around, not just for the needy. So it does matter what we're giving and the way we give it. So no matter if the government isn't providing, you know, because nowadays, you know, the government cut back a lot of, say, uh, projects and so on like that, right? Uh, and then the, the the private sector fills in. Uh, again, it's not the point about who gives and what is given. It's uh, the awakened 
government systems, the awakened corporations, the awakened individual uh, that is giving. So as you start to awaken, okay, through the EI perspective, as we wrap it up, okay, just uh, we'll just do a quick wrap up on the best way. So one, okay, always try to send higher. Okay, improve upon yourself, okay, and you don't have to be at a level eight and wait till your level, say seven, eight, or nine, to give. Okay, so that's one. Um, so always clean and purify and awaken yourself as you give. Okay, and as you give, say you're a level three, but you're an awakened level three, and that's the difference. Okay, you're you're you know you've got issues, but you're working on it to clean it up. Okay, uh, and you donate that ten dollars. It's the same as say a level eight individual and an enlightened individual giving uh, it's actually it's actually worth more because you're working you're on yourself to improve yourself so that perpetuate or, or that frequency uh, about you say honoring yourself to make yourself be better that transfers through in uh, say that ten dollar example into that person because they can sense it. Again, it's all a transference of frequencies, not a transference of goods. So, so overall, uh, as we wrap up, the best way to donate uh, or you know, charity or help okay, is one, know, notice the level that we're at. Notice the issues that we have. Right. As we notice the issues, then well, we automatically start doing something about it. So we start being honest with who we are. Okay. And then what happens is that when you donate to that individual, okay, you not only help them at their current level, you know, their immediate needs of food, shelter, clothing, water, whatever it is, but then you also start to perpetuate them and force them to awaken which helps them get out of the situation and then move on. So we clean up, say, society's distortions, ulcers, by cleaning up ourselves. And that's the best way, or the EI way, not only help those people in need at a higher level, but then also it helps you as well. Let's go ahead and, uh, and jump into uh, a meta-healing. Again, no matter where you are, no matter if you're sitting, standing, lying down, if you're new, uh, just to break free, stand up. Uh, I call it a meta-healing because as I guide you into a deep state of meditation, uh, beyond hypnosis, NLP, and all those other things that we do physically, uh, and then I work on you at your source code. And together we combine efforts, and that's where the fantastic, amazing changes that you may have heard about or experienced yourself come about. So as you get situated, wiggling into that perfect position, sitting, standing, lying down. Strong, deep breath. And again, inhaling through the nose. Nice little four count, holding it. And then releasing, letting go. Exhaling through the mouth. Connecting to the 
mastermind group, I call it, all the other people listening in, whether it's at the same time or different times. There's a lot of people listening, which creates momentum, which creates strength, because there's strength in numbers. Uh, that strength allows us to pull away from the distortions that we f see, we feel in ourselves, within ourselves. It helps us push through those blocks. Right? It gives us that momentum that we need, that courage to go forward into our dreams. Strong deep breath in again. Again, inhaling through the nose, holding, uh, and then letting go. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Question again, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Nothing religious or spiritual. You're really asking, how can I become my limitless self? That's superhuman that we all are inside. If you are of a faith, uh, this will help you purify, understand that faith at a higher level, like the originers, uh, originators of those faith. So it removes the distortion for you, to benefit you, for real. Noticing your breath, And then coming into uh, the groin area. So the hips, the butt, the tailbone, the organs within, from the belly button on down, uh, the groin on up. So that area. The reason why we're focusing on that area, again, in physical representation, although spirit has got none of that. Right? Uh, it doesn't have a human form, uh, but it does turn into a physical representation in that area of abundance. So as we take a strong deep breath in again, so continue to generate those frequencies that help you shift, help you transform easier. All you have to do is exhale, exhaling into that groin area. Just noticing the, the charity, the donations, the help that you offer. Whether it's, you know, to a loved one, helping them out, a friend, siblings, parents, children, uh, homeless, whatever it might be. And whatever you've given, you know, money, food, clothing, shelter, whatever it might be. All experiences as you go back in time or as you've seen other people donate. Noticing your breath. Noticing what's coming up for you. Noticing perhaps the patterns of how you donate or why you help others. 
And as those patterns come up, why are you helping others? Is there some need in you that needs to get fulfilled? That's getting masked. And taking a strong deep breath in again. Holding. And then releasing, letting go again into the groin area. So whatever need that you're fulfilling, if we could understand it at a deeper level, you can pull it out so we can just see it, uh, just hold it in our palm of our hands, you know, see it. What would it feel like, look like, smell like, be like in the palm of our hands? How would, much would it weigh? Uh, and again, it's a 3D perspective, so look at it, see what that is, see where it came comes from. A uh, good number of you might be feeling the pain of where it came from. Totally fine. Let's not bury it. Let's let it go to heal it. Again, notice the emotions that come up, the memories that come up. Any enlightened feelings, any dark feelings. Again, whether it's good or bad, doesn't matter. Strong deep breath in again. So whatever that you saw, that's what you're transferring over to whoever you're helping. And vice versa, by the way. It's kind of like a two pieces of a puzzle that fit together. Right? You just exchange pieces. So you feel complete. They get what they need as well. Again, so it's always perpetuating them. Strong deep breath in again. What if we could feel complete or heal that space that needs healing or completion? And we'll just pretend 
that space is healed. And now imagine donating or giving something to somebody. Notice how it feels. It's cleaner, pure. Comes from a space of pure grace. Uh, remember that frequency as you help others. It'll benefit you several ways. One, it'll enhance every aspect of your life as you, because it'll help you ascend higher, awaken. Uh, two, helps the person that you're helping learn to help themselves. And they'll always honor you for it. Because you actually benefited them. Notice how that frequency feels, the emotion feels, the completeness that you're sensing as well. Taking a strong deep breath in again. And again, washing away any distortion uh, out of that groin area. Resetting everything. Uh, you can stay here for as long as you wish. In fact, I'm going to leave you in this space as long as you stay quietly meditating. You'll be connected to that mastermind group, which will perpetuate this frequency that you're in. Right? As I end uh, this podcast, notice what you notice, and then start noticing the details of what you notice. Uh, longer versions of meta healings, meditations, again on the website for you to take a look at. Take care, guys, and I'll see you on the next podcast.